This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Well, Anina's Bake Shop is definitely a favorite. Eugene would also have them do our lunches when we shot there, so they'd make all our, like, these egg salad sandwiches that Eugene loved. And we always still talk about that. Actually, the um, Schitt's Creek Motel that was the front for the Schitt's Creek Motel that is in Goodwood is for sale now. So many people have asked us if we're going to buy it and turn it into a thing. And Annie and I, Annie who plays Alexis on the show, we were both like, you know, it's right next to Anina's Bakery. If we, like, got that place, we could eat there every day. And so we considered it. Hi, I'm Kelly Edwards, and this is Let's Go Together, a podcast from Travel and Leisure about the ways travel connects us and what happens when you don't let anything stop you from seeing the world. On this episode, we're talking about small towns with my guest, Emily Hampshire, who is probably best known for portraying a small town motel clerk on a little show you may have heard of. My name is Emily Hampshire and I'm an actress and that's mostly what I do. I was on a show called Shit's Creek and that show has ended but seems to have gotten more popular since it's ended. (laughs) Yes, very much so. I would think that that's what happens when you win Emmys. (laughs) Yeah, that's. I think it's also what happens when the entire world is stuck at home and you're like, what are we going to binge tonight? It's infinitely bingeable and it's so good hearted. And if you're stuck at home with your family or alone, Schitt's Creek is like, the Rose family is your perfect chosen family, or if you maybe don't want to be with your family stuck (laughs) inside, you can be with the Rose family. So I think that helps a lot. Emily's show Schitt's Creek was an Emmy award-winning comedy about a wealthy family who loses it all and has to relocate to the town of Schitt's Creek. The show itself was filmed in several small towns around Ontario, Canada. And I was interested in learning more about Emily's own relationship with small towns. Well, first of all, I guess my relationship with small towns before the show was I grew up in a pretty small town. I'm from Montreal originally, but the town I grew up in was in the West Island and a suburb of the West Island, which was Point Claire, and a suburb of Point Claire, which was Valwa Bay. It was definitely the smallest town I've ever lived in. Yeah, I haven't lived anywhere that kind of suburban small town since. And then in terms of before shooting Schitt's Creek, I did this movie a while ago called Snow Cake. And we shot that movie in a town called Wawa, Ontario. And um, it's this very small town. And... It was amazing because we went there with a movie called Snow Cake and for some reason the snow had all melted by the time we were going to shoot. And so they put out this notice to the town, like, if you could save any snow you have. And so people were like saving snow in (laughs) their garage for us. And, And it's funny that 
that I remember. So that movie was with Sigourney Weaver and Alan Rickman. And Alan became obsessed with this kind of bakery. No, no, it was JDD's Diner. And it was in Hawk Junction. Um, And they had these butter tarts, which he had never had before. And he became obsessed with the blueberry butter tarts. And, And what's funny is that when we were shooting in Schitt's Creek, we shot in a town called Goodwood. And next to the kind of four corners where we shoot, there's a Nina's Bake Shop. And they are famous for their butter tarts and famous because of Eugene being obsessed with them. And then we all became obsessed with them. So I think there's some kind of thing to small towns and like bakeries and butter tarts. That's my theory. That's my theory. (laughs) That's a good theory. But if you're looking for butter tarts, Emily has just told you where Mm. you can go to find amazing ones. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So what was it like to film in places like Goodwood and Mono? And were you able to explore the town in between filming? No, we. I mean, Goodwood, where we were shooting, is a such a small town. I mean, they've got a population of, I think, 600 people. And I think we explored the town just by shooting in the kind of, well, maybe no, I'm sure there's more to the town. We just shot on this one kind of intersection of the town. And it's funny when we, our first season there, I think it was difficult for Eugene to go to the town mayor, you know, and say, we've got this show, we want to shoot it in your town, and it's called Shit's Creek. (laughs) (laughs) I think they were a little wary, and the show hadn't come out, and we were shooting there, and I remember we were all outside, and there was this car that drove by, and was like, go suck a bag of (laughs) Eugene, and like, it was screaming out, he did scream that out, I just didn't know if I could say that. And then by the end of season six, the entire town came out in lawn chairs. They'd be there every day we were shooting. They'd bring us pizza. They definitely warmed up to us and um, realized that the town of Schitt's Creek was, we loved Schitt's Creek. They themselves, a lot of the um, people who live in Goodwood would call themselves shitheads. So (laughs) they really rallied around us. And that was the nicest thing. And that is what's really nice about shooting in a small town is you're kind of bringing the circus to town and everybody kind of comes out for it and and you actually get to know people in town which usually you know when you're shooting in a city or something you never get to speak to any local people right there because it's just like traffic but this was special it's funny how from the beginning it went from who are these people? Who are all these like Hollywood <laughs> film industry people in our small little town to like, we're a part of this new town and we're going to be called shitheads. It's like the story <laughs> of Shit's Creek, actually. It's how the show starts. Who are these Rose family coming in, these thinking they're all that. And by the end, no one wants them to leave. So it's very Shit's Creekian. <laughs> <laughs> I love that term. Do you have any interesting stories or favorite places in the area? Well, Anina's Bake Shop is definitely a favorite. Eugene would also have them do our lunches when we shot there. So they'd make all our like these egg salad sandwiches that Eugene loved. And we always still talk about that. Actually, the um, Schitt's Creek Motel 
that was the front for the Schitt's Creek Motel that is in Goodwood is for sale now. And so many people have asked us if we're going to buy it and turn it into a thing. And Annie and I, Annie who plays Alexis on the show, we were both like, you know, it's right next to Anina's Bakery. If we like mm. got that place, we could eat there every day. And so we considered <laughs> it. But yeah, that would be the place. That's funny. I, I thought you were going to say she's like, let's buy the place because, you know, obviously it's a phenomenon and everyone will want to come and see. And she's like, yeah, no, no. Um, let's buy the place because of the bakery. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because people now go and visit those four corners for the show. But Bob's Garage is actually like a, a workshop for this man who modifies and custom builds wheelchairs and furniture for people with special needs. And the uh, Rose Apothecary is the Goodwood branch of this Toronto knit shop called um, Romney Wools. And so it's so interesting when people go there and they think they're seeing the front of Schitt's Creek, but then they get to see these cool little businesses. Mm-hmm. How does it feel now that those locations have become tourist attractions? I mean, I more so ask the people who live there. It is a weird phenomenon. For It must be for them to have this town that, you know, I grew up in a small town. And so you just, it's the way it is forever. It's always kind of, that's what's great about it. It's comfort and there's usually no change. And then... Again, the circus comes to town and it's, it's, I don't know, I wouldn't like it. I personally wouldn't like it. I think they liked it when we were filming there because we liked it. We loved having <laughs> them come out. But it was funny how people got really like familiar quickly because, you know, by season three, there'd be <laughs> some guy coming with pizza coming up to the monitor and being like, yeah, that was a good take. That was good. <laughs> Oh, now he's a director, huh? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And it was, oh God, it was really the last day of shooting, our last scene, the entire town came out. And people came from Australia and from, but like with the entire town, it was like a parade. Um, So that's so special. I mean, you can't make that up. But then, then I wonder what is now that we're gone, what that's like. Because I don't know that I'd want my town to be just a tourist spot right? without the thing that they're touristing. <laughs> and you touched on this a little bit, but what do you think the appeal of a small town is? I think it's community. I think it's that you feel seen by everyone. You know everyone. It's familiar. It's safe. I mean, these are, it's not necessarily safe. People get murdered in small towns. I listen to a lot of murder podcasts. But it's, I don't know. I do often weirdly fantasize about going back to very small town living because I, like, I left home pretty young and moved to Toronto, like the city. And I've always considered myself a city girl. I live in downtown LA and I love 24-hour and hearing traffic. But COVID did change me a bit. I have been fantasizing about like grass and um, <laughs> and having a backyard and mm-hmm. riding my bike. Like it's funny whenever somebody, I, I was doing this time travel show once and the question you always get is if you could travel back to any period in time, when would you like, or to any time period, where would you go? And I always say 
back to like when I was eight years old riding my bike to the pool. Like that, mm-hmm. that kind of thing, You, I don't know that you can get in, You, know, it's not the same in a big city. Having that kind of, you can be a kid and just ride your bike to the pool and then come, I don't know why that, that, that sounds like so idyllic to me, but probably is not that amazing. <laughs> No, listen, I, I completely understand wanting to have that outdoor space, wanting to have that yard, wanting to be able to, you know, hop on your bike and go somewhere without having to dodge traffic or a ton of people. Yeah. But I want to hop on my bike as an eight-year-old. That's the Specifically. Thing. And yeah. my fantasy is definitely like being back there. I think if I, I don't know that I could live in a suburban small town. Mm-hmm. I could live in a rural small town, but there's something about suburbs that I it's not for me yeah but where I grew up when I was a kid was definitely a suburb so I feel like I'd be good as a kid there as an adult Mm -hmm. there I'd feel like I can't with the architecture (laughs) (laughs) got it got it so it's been over a year since the series finale of Schitt's Creek do you miss your time being on location there Oh, yes. A lot. And we talk about that a lot, too. It, it was just, it was like going to summer camp, but only with the people you really like. And it was always <laughs> something to look forward to. Every year, come April, we'd be going back there. And it was really sad to end. None of us wanted to end. Even Dan, you know, they ended the show because it was the right thing to do. And it was right for the story and the show. Mm-hmm. And I would not want to be going back after an Emmy sweep, that's too much pressure. Um, but just the doing of it, I think we loved so much and we'd all do it again forever. Mm-hmm. I understand that for sure. And then, you know, as a viewer, it's always so hard for us because it's like, we always get so attached and it's like, there's a great thing going. And then... Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Yeah, it's so funny when fans come up and they're like, you don't understand. You can't end. It's too hard for me. And I'm like, it's harder on me. I lost a job. (laughs) I lost friends. All of that. So, but yeah, I get it. I get when the show does breed this kind of just love, I guess. Like when we do our tours, you can feel that energy from our audience of like, and they're so good to each other and mm-hmm. kind and and I think it's because the show puts that out and we get that back and I I do think that comes from a town like Schitt's Creek I remember Dan had two mandates when he started the show and one was that there would be no homophobia in Schitt's Creek and the other was that the town and the townspeople would never be the butt of the joke and huh. I thought that was so great because it's such an easy kind of Thing to make them like dumb yokels or whatever. And, yeah, yeah. and there was always more respect for the town of Schitt's Creek than these people who came in from Hollywood and whatever. I loved that. I loved, and I loved Stevie's ending mm-hmm. to the show where you'd think the typical ending would be she'd go off to New York and have her dreams come true in that way. But like, she didn't have to leave. To, she just had yeah. to know that she had it in her to mm-hmm. be all that, but she could do it right where she was. Exactly. That's mm-hmm. such an amazing lesson and like mm-hmm. display of, in a way, self-worth. Like no matter where I go, I know that I'm capable no matter where that is. Yeah, and that's what it was about. I think that's what it illustrated so well to have her not need 
anything outside herself to make her feel good. That was the journey. It was Mm -hmm. what I love about Stevie is she starts as this really like hard shell. And instead of, you know, usually you, a character grows throughout the series and Stevie grew by peeling away these layers and you find out, oh my God, there's a real girl inside. And, Mm -hmm. and it was just finding that thing was in her. I've realized I usually end up doing parts that the lesson is it was always in your own backyard. You always had the power in you, Dorothy. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> it's always the same. We're taking a quick break. And when we return, I learn more about what Emily's been up to since wrapping Shit's Creek, as well as find out what some of her favorite travel destinations are. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome back to Let's Go Together, a podcast by Travel and Leisure. My guest today is Emily Hampshire, best known as the actor who portrayed Stevie Budd in the hit TV series, Schitt's Creek. Since wrapping the show, Emily's been traveling around the world for work, and I wanted to learn more about her life post Schitt's Creek. So you've been traveling for work for the past year. Mm-hmm. How has that been like being away from people so long and during a pandemic as well so it's been I was just talking to your producer about this before you came on that I've been gone now gosh a year and maybe three months but I thought I was leaving just for five months because I was going to do this show in Halifax which is another pretty small town but then I got another job and then another job and then this job and which is all great things to happen but it was just and especially because of COVID, couldn't just go back in between and stuff. So it's a weird feeling to leave when you don't know you're going to leave that long. I've always, like, I always wanted this. I always wanted to live in hotels and (laughs) live out of a suitcase. And I do still love it. I just do want to have somewhere to put my stuff <laughs> like <laughs> permanently that is one thing because I, I feel weird about having an apartment that is just sitting there yeah but I just don't want to have to keep moving my stuff maybe I should get rid of stuff that's the lesson I need to Marie Kondo that <laughs> um, I actually did that once I did the whole Marie Kondo thing and I went through my closet to see what sparked joy and I did it all and then sent it all to Goodwill <laughs> And then, like, five days later, I went to Goodwill and I bought some of my stuff I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) I can't believe I bought my stuff back. That is funny. You were in the moment and you were like, okay, mission accomplished. And then you went to sleep 
And then you woke up the next day and you're like, wait a minute, I actually love that purple tweed blazer. It wasn't love. It was I need that. I need it. (laughs) Oh, Oh, my goodness. That is funny. And I actually... I know what you mean. I have an apartment in LA. I do live out of a suitcase. I'm currently in a hotel right now, traveling with my podcast mic and my headphones and my computer to interview you. And so I know what it's like. It's like, I have this place, but I'm like never there. Never there. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if people know where I live, everyone can rob me. That's terrible. But (laughs) it's a very secure building. But yeah, it is. So where, where do you live in LA? I live in Toluca Lake. Oh, that's so nice. I have good friends in Toluca Lake. Oh, that's awesome. I love Toluca Lake. It's that small town feel, even though you're in Los Angeles. It is. It's like its own little community. They had their own little pride thing during COVID. Yes, yes, we do. Yeah. We have any and every celebration you can think of, from a pride parade to a Christmas parade. Mm. I mean... We have the little coffee spots. We have Patsy's, Bob, the original Bob's Big Boy. Yeah. I mean, that's my own little small town feel. And like, I've been there forever. And people are like, Kelly, are you, are you ever going to move? And I'm like, no, you don't get it. Toluca Lake is a gem. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea where it was until I had friends who lived there. And then you suddenly discover this little kind of gem in the middle of the mm-hmm. city. It's great. So aside for tra- from traveling for work, What has been some of your favorite places to travel to for leisure? Ooh, well, it's weird because I am so lucky to travel so much for work and therefore I usually never take vacations. But there were two that I started going to Miami on our hiatus during Schitt's Creek because it was kind of like the closest place we could go like when we had two weeks off. I loved Miami. I didn't think I would because I'm not like a party person and Dan was the one who recommended it to me and I'm like I don't (laughs) think we're gonna like the same thing but I love just being on the beach there in the ocean and that I turned into a real kind of regular vacation spot Mm -hmm. and then after we wrapped we all went on a vacation together to say goodbye to each other and um it's awesome we got this like place in tuscany and that was so beautiful so i love that but then also i usually take a trip where like i'm shooting now in scotland and if i hadn't been away from home for a year i would probably like go to iceland or something close i'll do something like that after but the last time i did that i was shooting in prague and i i went to paris for my first time ever being in Paris and I went by myself for like three weeks and it was so great. I actually like traveling alone, which is not a normal thing. I'm raising my hand. I'm like, me too. (laughs) And that's because it's kind of hard to get together with multiple personalities and people with different interests. And like when you want to move and you want to go somewhere, you just want to go. Yes. And I don't want to go on your itinerary and I don't want to, <laughs> sometimes I'm going to stay in the whole day yeah. in this hotel that why would you stay in the hotel? Because I paid for it and I like it <laughs> and there's room service. <laughs> so. Yes. Yes. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. So you named your experience in Paris for the three weeks alone. Would you say that's one of your favorite travel experiences? And do you have any others to share? Yeah, Paris was definitely, Paris was definitely my favorite. I mean, I do love Italy. Italy was really great, again, for the food. (laughs) Hey, it's okay. But no, (laughs) Paris is definitely where it's at for me, yeah. 
That's awesome. And one thing about going to Italy and eating their food is that miraculously, you don't gain any weight from all the wine and the pasta. And that's like, I don't know what's going on over there. Maybe because it's like homemade and like no preservatives or something. Yeah, they say it's the water's different. But the key is you don't put on any weight if you stay in Italy. The minute you come (laughs) home, that's when those surplus pounds come. Oh, for sure. It's like a tax that you get. That is funny. All the gelato comes back. (laughs) Oh, my. So finally, just tell us what's next for you. Tell us about your upcoming projects. Well, I've got a bunch, fortunately, but that's because I haven't been home in so long. The show I went out to do a year and a bit ago is now coming out August 22nd, and it's called Chapel Wait. It's a Stephen King adaptation of a Stephen King short story, and it's with Adrian Brody, and it's very different from Stevie. My agent, who's been my agent since forever, was like, I want you out of those plaids and in a corset. And so it's set in 1850 and Stevie's in a corset. So it's like this gothic horror that looks, so I've seen some of the teasers for it. It looks so good. And then right now I'm shooting this show in Scotland called The Rig for Amazon. And it's like set on this oil rig in Scotland. I feel so lucky that I get to do such wildly different things. But the thing that's kind of, my baby is I'm remaking this old show called Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman mm. with Norman Lear and Sony. And to create my own show feels like yeah. the greatest thing. Um, I watched Dan, you know, for six years be part of everything, like from the wardrobe to the the sets to the actors. And I like to have my hands in everything like that, too. So I like creating a world, and it's going to be set in a very small town, the town of Fernwood, Fernwood, Ohio. So that's going to be exciting. This is incredible. I'm so happy for you. The industry can be tough. It's great to hear that you're on these incredible projects, that you're working, you're booked and busy, and that you are getting to be on such diverse locations throughout the world. Like, that is incredible in itself. Right? It really is. And I do... It's never lost on me. I've been an actor since I was like 11 and you'd think you'd get jaded about it, but it's not at all. I'm always like, oh my God, I get to travel to Scotland to work. I get to go into Halifax. And I mean, I think because I have had years where I didn't work and I know what that kind of thing is like. So I'm very appreciative of not only the work, but like what an opportunity this job gives you. Like just to have these experiences or when you do a film, to go to a film festival like Berlin and Cannes, it's really great and lucky to get those experiences. Absolutely. Once again, thank you so much for sharing your experiences with us. I hope that our listeners are motivated to also realize that travel can take you in a variety of places and just listening to your story and your career and what has transpired because of that from shooting in small towns in Canada to shows for major streamers in Scotland, like Mm -hmm. travel is everything. And I love how you've just shared with us how it has been a great and amazing part of your life. So thank you. Yeah, no, thanks so much for having me. It's nice talking to you. This has been Let's Go Together, a podcast by Travel and Leisure. I'm Kelly Edwards. My guest on this episode was Emily Hampshire. 
follow Emily on Instagram at Emily Hampshire. Be sure to follow Let's Go Together on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts so you don't miss an episode. And if you're enjoying the show, we would really appreciate it if you could leave us a rating and review. Join us next time on Let's Go Together as we head to the historic Mitchellville Freedom Park in Hilton Head, South Carolina, where we'll talk to Mitchellville's executive director, Ahmad Ward, about his work in preserving African-American history. Thanks to our production team at Pod People, Rachel King, Matt Sav, Danielle Roth, Lena Beck-Sillison, and Marvin Yu. This show was recorded in Los Angeles, edited in New York City, and can be found wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks also to the team at Travel and Leisure, Deanne Kurzerski, Nina Ruggiero, and Tanner Saunders. You can find out more at travelandleisure.com slash podcast. You can find Travel and Leisure on Instagram at Travel and Leisure, on Twitter at Travel Leisure, on TikTok at Travel and Leisure Mag, and you can find me at Kelly Set Go. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you back here next week for more from Let's Go Together.